Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? How we doing, guys? Football season has officially begun. We got one game in the books. Granted, it's an exhibition game, but felt good to see him back out there. Felt good to have something to watch on TV after some of these summer doldrums coming through. Big note yeah, up, up front, piece of news that came out right before the game. No starters. And not even no starters, no like immediate backups, basically no rotation players. It was all... Yeah, like all people trying to make the team. Yeah, all fringe prospects. So when you heard that, Ryan, what what were you thinking? What were you thinking uh, going into this? Well, based on what you've been hearing in, about their practices, how they've been, you know, especially the offense, just struggling. Um, even, even some talk about them reverting to their old offense. I'm wondering, first of all, why did you switch the offense? And it was because it was working. I mean, it wasn't like a a terrible offense mac jones got it and then to rest your starters in week one i could see week three of the preseason because that's your last preseason game but i mean these guys need reps and and maybe not yeah maybe not specifically mac jones but i mean Aguilar. what there's a lot of guys that that sat isaiah Wynn, trent brown uh on Wenu, uh david andrews damian harris i i would have loved to see Aguilar. i don't think he's earned any time off um kendrick Bourne. yeah I would just like to see some uh, reps, and what better time to get reps than in a competitive scenario? Um, I mean, the Giants were playing right. for the most part. I mean, I, I saw Kayvon Thibodeau out there, and um, even for a series or two, just to get them going. I mean, I don't. Um, I the thing I keep wondering about is what the the seventeen game schedule now. This is gonna the second year we've had it. You know, last right last year we had the, it was the same thing three preseason games. I wonder if Bill doesn't think he played it right. I don't know. I mean, I I can't think of any other reason why you wouldn't play him. And I, I'm very curious to see how much they play on Friday. That's what it comes down to. If they were, you know, I guess take take this one off and really go into it like almost a full game on Friday, then then maybe things will make a little bit more sense. You know, some kind of pacing to this, and then the third game, you know, maybe like a half of football because like they got to start like you're saying. Game time speed is way different from practice, and they haven't even been practicing. And like, there hasn't been a lot of hitting practice. It's been yeah. a lot of shells, you know, a lot of walkthroughs. You're hearing about them learning this new thing, some zone blocking scheme. It's like 20 years of offense. It's a new zone blocking right. scheme. We haven't fucking done that before. Like, come on. So I don't know where they're moving. They're trying to figure it out. The, the practice today seemed um, a little better, a little chippier, which is nice. Panthers I, practice. It's just the coaches. You gotta come out. And, you know, it's Bill running the show, and can Patricia and and Joe Judge both calling the offense. How's that gonna boil down? Who you know? Who's gonna be the guy that's talking to Mac all the time? There's a lot of unknowns right now. Right. I think historically you see teams rest in week four of the preseason, but that's gone. There's only three weeks, so you rest your guys in week one, and you probably consider resting them in week three, right? Um, that's the last game of the preseason you don't want anyone to get hurt it's like well you're losing games here where you could have seen these guys in actual football action um i, I don't really love that yeah especially hearing all the reports that were coming out of practice ahead of time for basically since camp started it's like what's going on with this offense nobody can block we can't run the ball passes right, are going complete all the reports are coming out that way so us as fans were like can we see them can i see this 
for myself versus reading somebody else's opinion. And Belichick and the Patriots decided, nope, not yet. And uh, I've heard people say that it's because they had these joint practices with the Panthers coming up that they wanted those guys to get a more controlled environment, maybe to get their feet under them a, a little bit more versus playing on national television on NFL Network against another team's ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't really. When it was the Giants, our, back, our backups played well against their starters. It wasn't like our backups were just. It was a folly and embarrassment. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, our backups. You know, there's a couple starters out there on the defense, but most of the backups, like they played all right. They, they played okay. Um, and it's like, okay, how like how bad how bad were you worried that it was gonna look that you know you don't want it on the front stage? I, you know what I mean? Yeah. What you just but said. I get it. What you just said. Uh, how bad was it that you don't want it on the front stage? Do you kind of get the feeling that because we were so that's really bad, right? And they were taking days off because of the heat, and then they were coming out in shells. Which Belichick never used to do that. I don't know. That's it. Well, that's what I worry about the pacing thing because it's 17 games now in a long playoffs. Maybe you know, last year we had this burst of what an eight game, eight games where we want we're winning. Got a little nervous, you know, when we ran out of steam. I attributed it to other things, but maybe he thinks they were just burnt out. Yeah. And and on the play calling that you mentioned, I didn't see any. I didn't see anything that upset me. I didn't think I, the play calling was it was normal. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. And, and you know we've touched on it a lot, but I just wonder how the players feel about these guys coaching them when they've got no experience um, in the, in these roles. Yeah, that's not the biggest vote of confidence you could get. But the the play calling, I was surprised on the TV telecast. They weren't focusing on it. I was like, right. I would be showing that all the time. This is maybe the biggest story on this team is who the hell is coordinating the offense. What are they, your thoughts on They that? basically didn't like, touch on it. Who do you think is going to do it? What do you think is going to happen? Well, they, they had two different approaches. Matt Patricia called the plays when Brian Hoyer was out there, and then Joe Judge called the plays when Bailey Zappi was out there. So they, they wanted to get Patricia some reps with uh, a more experienced quarterback, which tells me right. that probably Joe Judge has a better command over what's going on on the full offense. I mean, Zappi was out there for 32 attempts, and Hoyer threw it eight times. So, okay, so you think Judge is calling it? I think Judge is going to be calling it. I mean, I said that before. Whoever is the QB coach is going to be calling the plays. The guy that's coaching the offensive line is not calling the plays. So I don't know if they're building in redundancy with Matt Patricia yeah. there, where he's got somebody to lean on and Brian Hoyer, so a guy that's in his mid-late 30s. Uh, so, yeah, hmm. I, I think it's going to be Joe Judge calling the plays. Okay. I- I am happier with the committee style than giving it to just one guy who's, you know, a special teams coach or a defensive coach. I, I would like other guys to have input, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I heard the, also the thing that, you know, it can't be Patricia because he's the offensive line coach. And from an offensive line coach, like, you actually have to be very aware of what's going on with your offensive line. And to call an offense around that would be pretty difficult to fucking do and there's no need for it really that's what the offensive line coach is for so maybe that's part of you know i think you're on i think it's gonna be judge i don't know how i feel about that i i he doesn't seem like an offensive minded guy to me he's very rah rah like we're gonna hit him hard type of dude and it's like that is not really nfl offense anymore these days maybe a part of it but yeah you know is this guy going to know how what to call it? He called the Q-Neak last year. He took over the offense. Remember that? Like, it was like a bailout, complete bailout play. Yeah, it was yeah. on, like, their own two-yard line, something like that. James, you, you make a really good point. You, you can think back to all the clips of Dante Scarnecchia coaching up the offensive lineman mid-game. You know, yeah. the, the o, basically, if you think about it, the O-linemen sit together 
and then the quarterback sits with the offensive coordinator. And the O-line coach goes with the O-lineman, and the coordinator play caller goes right. with the quarterback. So they can't, about, be, they can't be the same guy. Yeah, it tells them about shifting protections, where people are blitzing from, what do you have to pick up, how do we have to shift this way, that way. the whole goddamn thing. So he's got a lot to do, and I hope he can focus on it. Joe Judge, I'm just not very confident that like he knows to not like call three draws and a fucking Hail Mary. You know, it's like... Yeah. But in, in regards to the way that the offense performed, I had a couple takeaways up front. Obviously, well, one big thing, the they played all backup offensive linemen, which goes with playing no starters. But when you play backup offensive linemen, you are required effectively to play backup quarterback, backup running backs. Because otherwise, you're just setting up your starters to get killed. Right, so yeah. perhaps that was the decision where we feel like we have five guys that we know are going to be the starters and we don't need to evaluate those guys. You need a better evaluation on guys five through ten. So maybe that's a, a, a reason for their decision uh, maybe. in terms of offense. But they did it on defense, too, so that uh, it's probably more of a global decision than that. But in terms of the way the offense came out, obviously Hoyer was running it for the first quarter and looked pretty good, a lot of completions, moved the ball pretty well. I felt like they were trying to get the ball to Tyquan Thornton a lot, which I was super happy about. He only ended up yeah. with two catches, I think. He had a good number of targets uh I think a penalty was called on him, and he drew a penalty call as well. Yeah. He, I mean, he looks good. He looks like he's going to be versatile. He's not just like run, just run him straight down the sideline type of guy. It looks like he can make cuts, maybe get the ball in his hands. A so yeah. That was my main Move. takeaway offensively up front. Yeah. They did throw him. Uh, I think two back to was it back to back deep balls on the right on yep. the right side. Well, actually, the uh, second one it was the same play, but the second one was to Wilkerson. Okay. Yeah. Well, he. I mean, he looks explosive. He looks good in, in uh, short space over the middle, more than I thought he would. Um, he had a he had a really nice slant route too. He was he's running better routes than I thought he would. Um, yeah, smooth route running, right? All accounts are that he's doing it in practice too, and he's one of the the bright spots on this team. I thought uh, enough just touching on that offensive line. I thought Cole Strange looked pretty good. Um, I didn't see any major mess ups from him. Yeah. Uh, Aaron had a couple moments there with questionable, and uh, it's it's interesting because we need to get some kind of depth in there because God knows you can't rely on uh, you know Trent Brown to stay healthy all season. Although it's saying Kajus, dude, finally. Yeah, and it's I I've heard Trent Brown's a little bit lighter, which is great. I mean, he's been so injury prone. He doesn't need to be 380 pounds, but yeah, they're saying Kajus is doing pretty good at filling in for between Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn has been out for the last couple of days apparently, so he's filling in for him. Um, yeah, Tycon Thornton. I mean, still early, but I'm impressed. He's better than anyone else we've seen in the goddamn preseason in a long friggin' time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Nikhil Harry like looked like he had to try so hard or something. And this guy just kind of glides around. He can catch the ball with his hands. It's not. It it doesn't look so fucking hard for him to run by someone and catch a ball. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was a lot of uh, just from a schematic uh, standpoint. There was a lot more obviously single back. We we don't have that uh, that eye formation anymore. Um, and there was a lot of motion, pre-snap motion. Yeah, a lot of misdirection. Yeah, a lot of single back trips with one tight end. Yeah, and it's not like they, they didn't even play Devin Asiasi, who I would have loved to see in this situation get a little bit more time out there. Or Dalton Keene. They played some nobody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were extremely Eagle, conservative with these guys. Doesn't matter. He's not going to make the team. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, they really went light on the personnel. And they didn't play any of their four times. Yeah. 
Cole Strange did get some time up front, which I thought was good for him to get his professional feet wet. Definitely. He needed it. But we didn't even, dude, Dalton Keene, we didn't even see Dalton Keene. It's like Ty Montgomery. I mean, I guess we don't need to see Ty Montgomery, but holy yeah. crap. And Ty Montgomery is kind of going to be that guy that's uh, in the James, James White, White. Role, which, by the way, James White retiring. Uh, I kind of, I think I called that as soon as I saw his hip injury. Yeah. The subluxation. I go, I don't know, man, you know? Yeah, I think you did. I think you said that's kind of it. I remember you saying that. Great career for him. I'm hoping uh, – I, I don't want Ty Montgomery in that role, really. He could probably fill in for a season. I'd love to see uh, Pierre Strong yeah. take up that role. Yeah, we saw a good amount of the rookie running backs. Yeah, definitely everybody in Patriots Nation's pouring one out for James White. Ultimate Beast. ultimate Patriot, a guy that started from humble beginnings in his first year. I think he might have suited up once, maybe twice over his first season. And yeah. that was when Shane Vereen was still with us. Shane Vereen catches like 11 balls in the Super Bowl that year. And everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're going to lose him. And then James White walks in and makes everybody forget about him immediately. Immediately. Surpasses him. Is way better. Three-time Super he Bowl winner, team better. captain, highly respected individual in the locker room. Uh, Super Bowl record, I think, receptions yeah. and points. He scored 20 points in, um, what was it, three touchdowns and a, and a two-point conversion. Yeah. And yeah. I guess the Falcons. How many times are we going to be able to run that play where Brady fakes the snap over his head goes directly to the running back, and he runs it in. Kevin Falk yep. did it in the Super Bowl. James White did it in the Super Bowl. Patriot Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, yeah, happy, happy for him that he gets to end on his own terms. His little uh, his little run out you know, to the flat, just straight out to the flat, kind of toss it over. Mac Jones had a really nice one to him last year, but that Brady and him had that down. Oh, beautiful. Yep. One a- of the most effective, pure third-down running, uh, pass-catching running backs of all uh, – I mean – really of all time if you want to get technical about it yeah it it wasn't long enough but yeah for for those three or four years he was fucking so yeah one of the best fantastic bring him back as a coach immediately (laughs) i know right i want him standing next to troy brown over there i love seeing troy brown somebody i think it was wilkerson might have made a catch at the sideline and got his second foot down troy brown was so amped for him standing right there i was just like god i love that dude (laughs) also yeah Wilkerson's been playing really well. Him and Trey Nixon, I think the Pats have a real decision to make there. And it yeah. looks like Aguilar, just by them resting him, it seems like he's a lock to make the team. And that's yeah. Unless you trade him for something good, there's really nothing. I've heard we heard there were reports that he was supposed to get traded, but you know, unless it's a, you can get something for him or you can save a lot of money, what's the point? It's like why you signed him for this year? He's 10, whatever, 10, 15 mil. I know it's a lot, but, like, you got him. He's on the team. Why not? Like, if he's your fourth receiver, just yeah. fucking put them all out there, you know? Go, go, go. Yeah. Get down the field. Trade, Get down field. What? Yeah. In a trade scenario, you wonder what team has the cap to take that Take that. That's money true, off. too. Why would they want to? Yeah. I think his There's cap number is a cap set 14 or 15 for this year. It's a big number for anybody to pick up. We wouldn't get much of a return. Selling at the ultimate low. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as as we progress through the preseason, we will definitely have more discussions in terms of how many people are going to make the team at each given position. That wide receiver room is pretty stacked right now, or at least which is hilarious. Pretty, pretty deep. I wouldn't say it's, stacked. It, it's deep. It was one of our worst positions every year with Brady, and now if Brady had this, it's not like it's high level talent. It's just I think it's going to be pretty the, high level. The Between difference: Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar. You just send a couple guys, and Myers send a few, send two guys deep every time. Well, the, they're faster than everyone on the field. Jacoby Myers isn't, but with the, like, the difference between the fourth guy in the depth chart and the seventh guy in the depth chart, not huge. 
That's what I mean. Is there a difficult no, decision no. to make if you got to cut it off? Brady out had these receivers right now. We would be going, oh, our offense is going to be – with Hunter Henry, they're yeah. going to be dominant. Yeah. Dominant. So – Other than a sideline drop by who I thought he played. Yeah. He has been playing well. Got some kick returns in there. Wilkerson uh, got kicked out of practice today, though, so I don't know if that good. is negative points against them. Good. He needs – I mean, we, like we might as well address that right now. Did you hear the story? So Mac Jones talked shit to Brian Burns, the defensive end for the Panthers, who is, that is what a, it was? who's a monster. And evidently, Brian Burns didn't like that, pushed him back, and then everybody brawled about it. And Kendrick Bourne and others got kicked out. I heard something different. I heard that he, um, Christian Wilkerson, they were all jabbing at each other, and he got to the sidelines and got tackled late and said something because it was on the sidelines. They all went after him, and then everyone jumped in. See, this is the problem. But there were two you need fights. to see it. There were two fights. Okay, so, so separate incidents. A separate incident was Mac Jones, but I, I don't know. I didn't hear anything about Brian Burns. Yeah. That's funny, though. They had a thing last year. That's why it's, you know, right? In they the did. Game. Yeah, well, Mac Jones allegedly tripped him or, like, kicked him, stepped on him. I don't know. It was something like that where maybe there was some bad trip. blood. It was a trip. Yeah. Which is, like, not great, but it's like, dude, you're in the NFL. Like, who gives a shit? You're worried about, you know? You're trying to kill him every yeah. Black. So anyway, uh, elsewhere on the offense, we saw our first our first look at Bailey Zappi, fourth round rookie, record setter in in college at Western Kentucky last year. He throws 32 passes. I thought right away he looked giddy. He looked like a little uncomfortable. I think his first pass, he caught it and threw it within like 0.8 seconds. It was just like throw it up deep. Uh, seemed like he settled down. He was. It was just really up and down. I felt like his footwork is, he's just not used to having to set his feet and really hit tight windows. Yeah. So I, I think he's got some improvement to make there in terms of staying balanced and being more accurate with his throws. But other than that, I mean, may, maybe I, he's going to make the team. Yeah. He's a fourth round pick. It's a developmental yeah, I like prospect. Him. I like him better than some of our other shitty um, backup quarterbacks that we've drafted that we thought were going to be really good. I think he looked yeah. better than a lot of those guys. So I don't know what that means, but it means something. He's better than uh, what were the? I'm blanking on some of their names right now, but we've we've had our share of them. The other thing with him is um, in college, I, they touched on it. He didn't take any snaps from under center. It was all shotgun, so he's still getting used to that. Um, I thought there was some pretty good throws there that you can you can build on, and I think he looks pretty good for uh, for a rookie. Yeah, yeah first first time good. out there, and then defensively, I I feel like we saw more more potential contributors defensively, particularly at linebacker. I mean, right right away, the, the starters at linebacker, we saw Anthony Jennings coming off the edge. He had a, he had a pretty good first quarter. Yep. Uh, Raekwon McMillan and Mac Wilson split time or re- really played together at inside linebacker as the starters there. And they project to be probably the starters at inside linebacker Yeah, that's the only well. position, right, that only Jawan Bentley sat. Yeah. Obviously Judon, but I consider Judon a lot down line. He's an edge, edge player. Yeah, right. So we but saw only one. So both of those guys. Good, yeah, some good I, depth. I, I like McMillan better than Mac Wilson for right now. I feel like he outplayed him in this game. Maybe it's uh, an extra so year good. in the system helped him out. Um, and then I felt like Mac Wilson missed a couple things in terms of, I think he, he fell for a misdirection on one play, and then he got beat in pass coverage and was in the wrong drop zone on another play. Learning moments. He's got ability. He's got the pedigree. Uh, doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. He looks like a safety, especially with that number thirty. He's he, he really small and fast. Guy, he's yeah. fast. I was a little bit taken taken back when I saw his number. He kind of looked like 
an extra safety in there. But uh, Same. I was surprised with who it was, too. You know, uh, I thought he looked pretty good. I think the star of that linebacking core was it Uche. Uh, made a couple... Yeah. Made a couple really nice plays rushing the passer. I think he had a sack and um, a, a QB hit. And I, give me more of that. I, I'm yep. excited about that. Um, McGrone came in, got some time, made some couple, made a couple plays in the open field. Also against the run, wasn't as involved as I'd like. I'd like to see. Yeah. But I'm happy to see him. And he, I mean, you could see some of that athletic ability. He can really move. Yeah. I think obviously Bentley's your starter, and then I think it's going to be Jennings, Uche, and Mc, uh, McMillan, depending on the situation. Uh, Jennings, Jennings has been doing good in camp. They said he's doing, you know, he, he had a good first quarter. He came out pretty early, which is a good sign. Uche had some pass rush that we saw. Obviously, Ronnie Perkins kind of looked lost to me. Uh, Mac Wilson, I think, will, I think if he's a backup, that's a good backup. Like, I'll take him as a, a good backup over the middle to keep learning the system, stuff like that. And McGrone, I think, still needs some more time. I think he looked all right. He could, you know, if he keeps improving, he could get there someday. But I think he needs some time. Um, he wasn't there yet. Uh, wasn't LeRae? What was his name at D-Tackle? LeBrian Ray. LeBrian Ray. Yeah. He, he was all right. He was solid there for a undrafted rookie. How about Sam Roberts? Because Sam Roberts played really well too. He played really, yeah. He played great. That Uche sack was when Sam Roberts broke through the line, and yeah. he just learning moment. He just went over the top of the quarterback. Sam Roberts, I was that was concerning. I thought he'd look a little bit out of place coming from that level of competition. No, he did, which is uh, a good he did sign. Not. He, he looked really good, and then we had a safety, Josh Bledsoe. Bledsoe played pretty well. He played. Great. He's nasty. He's he gonna be really good. good. And also uh, Hawkins. Hawkins was all over the field all night. Brad Hawkins, yeah, free safety. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty excited. I mean, the more I think about it, you know, Godshaw, we gave him that extension. Apparently he's been the only the few times pads have come on, he's been really good, especially at blowing up the run plays and stuff like that. If we can get, you know, with him, Barmore, you have Judon down there, if we can get the three of them playing at the same time and then you know, Lawrence Guy or Henry Anderson or Wise is your other end. Our defense could be pretty friggin' our defensive line could be really good. And then we, as we're talking, we have good, you know, we have a lot of bodies at safety. That's pretty good. I mean, if they can figure out the cornerback thing, which sounds like it's shaping up, this actually could be a pretty decent defense. Well, the cornerback thing. The cornerback thing. So we just got some news today. Today was the 85-man cutdown to get to the roster down to 85 guys. And instead of cutting a bunch of people that aren't going to make the team, the Patriots placed Jawan Williams and Malcolm Butler on IR. And because this Jawan is bef- Williams looked terrible. He looked bad. That's he not looked- not a surprise. I had hopes for Malcolm Butler, mostly from the story perspective of just the the redemption story, bring him back around the whole thing. Uh it was surprising to see him out there. I figured it was another. It was like the Cole Strange thing, just get it, get his feet wet after being out of football for a year. Evidently, he must have come up with some injury, hasn't practiced since, got placed on IR, and because this is before week one of the season, they're out for the year. Yeah, so he's done. I mean, I didn't expect anything from him, and Joe Wan I was hoping to get something out of, but in that first preseason game, he looked lost. Yeah. And he played deep into the game, and it's like, dude, and I don't even, you know, the fact that he didn't even know who his guy was. It's like, you've been on the team for three years. How don't you know who you're lining up against? How are you getting burnt in preseason, like, not knowing who you're covering? Because you're nowhere near him. Doesn't look too good for him. So, you know, but they're saying Jalen Mills is killing it. 
Jonathan Jones are trying on the outside. We'll see how that goes. And then Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. It sounds we have play, like we have players out of them. And then you still have Miles Bryant. So Terrence John Mitchell. Terrence Mitchell. Terrence Mitchell supposedly playing pretty well. I think they they're gonna figure it out. If we can get pressure up front between Judon, Godjohn, Barrymore, and hopefully Uche, that's a that's a hell of a thing. It's a lot easier to cover when you're blowing things up. up. Yeah, but we're one but injury the, at corner the corners, away from being in bad shape. Yeah. We are. We figured out. I mean, we brought in what seven, eight for the roster. We lose Malcolm Butler, who I didn't think. I mean, I didn't he think he was going to do shit. I, I wasn't really, you know, putting any stock into that. But I have to say, Miles Bryant, specifically on uh, punt return, looked excellent. Um, so I don't know if that's something they're planning on going with or, or what. Um, I was impressed with Terrence Mitchell, and, and I've talked a lot of shit. About I think him, so too. He, yeah, you talked a yeah, lot of shit about him. Game. I did. I feel bad. <laughs> I mean, he's a pack, so I gotta support him. But holy shit, you know. That's why they gave him a contract, right? Well, they know more than me. That's why they get paid to to yeah. do these things. And I just watched his tape at Houston. I'm like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> um, and then I want to say Sean Wade played pretty fucking well, man. He had a couple pass breakups. I think they threw to, threw to his guy ten times, and and he broke up a lot. You're allowed, right. Yeah. He only allowed two receptions for like. Uh, Something short. It wasn't a lot of yardage. I thought he looked like a bright spot. I want to see him get more playing time. So, I mean, that's still, that's three guys right there. And then you have Jonathan Jones, and um, I'm blanking. But we, we have Jack um, Jones. Yeah, Jack, both the Joneses, Jones. All three Joneses. Miles Bryant. You you have some depth there, Sean. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys. Yeah, I mean. I mean that's the, not bad. I'm just having plays. Are all even making the team? No, I mean, they won't, they won't all make the team. Some of them will wind up on the practice squad. The two rookies, the Jones guys, will make the team. Johnny Jones, Jalen Mills, Terrence Mitchell, maybe. He's borderline. Miles Bryant will be on the team. They like him. Uh, I just, he he got burnt by Gabriel Davis repeatedly last year. I mean, yeah, he did. if, if you lose Jalen Mills, then all of a sudden, who's your top outside cornerback? It's a rookie. Or Sean Wade. Yep. So, or Terrence it's, Mitchell. It's a... It's a lot of unproven guys, is all I'm saying. No, I know. Unproven guys at off-ball linebacker and a cornerback. I mean, I can only judge them by what they had on the field, and I thought Sean Wade looked excellent. He's got he's got talent. He's got talent out the wazoo. He should be You're around. Nervous. You're real nervous about it. I think the safe, how good we are at safety, too, makes up for it. Pass you rush know? covers up a lot of sins to, uh, in the secondary. Just look at the 49ers. I mean, name one guy in their secondary. No and, one. I know nobody. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's why we if we can if these guys can do something up front, it's really if God Chalk can be what he's paid to be, we will be very good up front. And Barmore is who we expect him to. Be. Yeah, but Barmore's they're saying it's crushing. They say he's yeah. like unblockable. He's gonna be if he's as good as they say he is at camp. That alone makes our defense. I love what he says to the media too. Every time they they get a, a mic behind him, he's saying, uh, "I want to be the best run defender on the team." You know, so that'd be great. <laughs> we need God knows we yeah. need a run defender, man. Absolutely. Right? I mean, you put him, Godshaw, Judon, and then Lawrence Guy or Uche on the line. Like, that is a tough front four. Yeah, they should make some headway I'm not there. Crazy, not crazy about Guy, but you know, we'll see dude, what as got. your fourth lineman, if you put if, put him at D tackle next to Godshaw and have Barmore on the end, that'd be the, he'd destroy left tackles. <laughs> yeah. I think you're thinking on rundowns. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, rundowns, but it can play all the time. 
Yeah, I would take Lawrence Guy out on pass downs. But so here we are, wrapped up the first preseason game that was on Thursday. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, Joint practices with the Panthers are ongoing this week. They will face off for preseason game number two Friday night, uh, also on national TV. So what what are we looking for here? I assume we're going to see basically the whole team. I mean, we we might not see McCordy or somebody like that in this right. preseason game. But we're going to see Mac Jones. We're going to see the receiving core. We're going to see Devontae Parker for the first time. See the tight ends out there. Maybe not Hunter Henry. I, I wouldn't hate them keeping him out. But offensive line coming out there. I mean, what are you guys looking for most in this next preseason game? James, um, you go first. Yeah, I'm going to say um, the offensive line right there. How the hell do they protect Mac Jones? I'm not really worried. Our problem used to be receivers. Now it's not really receivers. It's not tight ends. We have four freaking tight ends. Uh, it's offensive line. It starts there. If they can protect him and they can open up holes for the run to some extent. I mean, I know it's the second preseason game, but like, you know, reasonably well. Oh, okay. All right. You didn't plan for any of this. It's the Panthers. You just practiced against them, but they do their job and he doesn't get hit that much. If that's not the case, if they look terrible, then it's going to be, you know, nerve wracking. And I would like to see the defense own um, Baker Mayfield in the Panthers' offense, because I don't think they're that good. Yeah, I am curious to see the starters do this zone-blocking team. Uh, I mean, a lot of these guys have been in the system now for a few years, and we haven't seen them do that. So that's the biggest thing. J.J. touched on it. And then I'd like to see the tight ends get more involved, uh, whoever that might be, Aussie Aussie or um, Jonathan Smith probably. Uh, I thought the running backs looked good. Even last week I thought the running backs looked good, Kevin Harris. I want to see what Pierre Strong can do. Um, we'll hopefully see some Ramondre at least. Have you heard anything about Ramondre this year? I haven't heard much. No. Nobody no. said a word about him. I want. I don't know what that means. Is that really good or is that like? That's not, not good. good. That's not good. Not well, good. They said he's lighter, but there hasn't been any hitting. They barely tackled. I'm so say, jacked up for him this year. I'm so excited to watch him play this year. The one you th- think it's not good that he's they aren't talking. No, about I mean, isn't it a good thing if if reporters are going, hey, this guy's lighting it up. But I haven't heard anything about Damian Harris either. There's no, like, look at them. Well, well unless, unless you're Barry Sanders. I mean, if the guys are in the backfield every time and you can't get the, the run blocking right, the, the zone blocking, right. then, I mean, you're not going to hear about him. So that's the, been the problem is really the blocking up front. Right. Okay, good, good point. That's a good point. Yeah, one thing I would say is zone blocking schemes are typically that, like, old Broncos, the 49ers, some of the it's, – it's all about that get to the whole one cut and go. That type of running, yeah, we did back that. ability back in the back all the way back in the day. We did zone blocking when you shade people up to linebackers. Yeah, so yeah, I think that benefits. I think it benefits Damian Harris more than Ramondre Stevenson because Damian Harris is one thing about Damian Harris that probably doesn't benefit is that he runs a hundred percent from the moment he gets the ball until he gets tackled yeah zone you kind of gotta wait you gotta be more patient with it so maybe right. they're trying to work that into him but his his running style is basically get to the whole go up upfield and then push your way through there uh where i just don't understand how hard it is to friggin switch your it's like it's not the most complex thing in the world to do it i guess you have to be more athletic to be a zoner those are generally bigger more athletic guys as opposed to you know trent brown and Wenu who are just like freaking bulldozer you know can i finish my point about the running backs sorry Sorry. (laughs) ramadre is more of a a uh he's got more lateral movement in his game where that doesn't really benefit on the one cut and go type of deal i feel like he's he he's more 
get into the hole, feel around in it versus maybe be more patient getting to the hole. But once you get to the hole, get the hell through where Damien yeah. would fit better that way. I think Ramondre yeah. definitely benefits fullback more than Damien does. Damien is more of a one-cut and go power power back. Um, Ramondre does have some impressive speed for his size. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. I know the fullback being gone as far as a roster spot is permanent, but do we bring someone back there to help out occasionally? Yeah. Uh, a Dalton Keene type. And, and, I mean, for him to still be on this roster. It's mean, amazing. It's got to be something he's good at that we haven't seen yet. And that's kind of – even Janu. Could Janu do that? That's my that's I mean, my call. Janu seems like – Janu Smith yeah. is, is going to be a fullback this year. Maybe half the time. Let's say half wing, the time. Yeah, like half the time he'll be at the wing, half time at fullback. And he's going to be Larry Centers out of the backfield. He's going to catch the ball, break tackles, run with the ball Perfect. in his hands. So what? here's a question for you. What is the deal? Like, why this monumental shift of, you know, in offensive philosophy? What, you know, like everyone's saying, oh, we want a simpler offense, this, that, and the other. And couldn't you just take the offense you had and strip it back to when, you know, we coached it no two? I don't yeah. know. I think, it, I think what, it's more what, about. Why shift it to this thing that no one knows and our team's not built for? Yeah, the, I feel like the game is going more than into like a speed direction towards the hashes and outside the hashes, then, you know, right up the gut, interior rushing, um, big formations. You know, you're seeing less and less of that throughout the league. A lot of empty formation shotgun, right. things like that. And, you know, I guess the Patriots are trying to adapt after 20 years of seeing this change. But isn't in isn't it like you have the the option now or something with the zone blocking team? You can do the option. Isn't, is that what it is? We're not going to be running the option with Mac That's Jones. That's what people are saying. They're they're basically running like a quarterback, like fake the give and throw it. Oh, you can run pass option. I thought you meant like sorry, like the run pass option. Yes, I didn't like the run it. quarterback run versus no, running no, back run. No, not like RG three option. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe, run pass maybe, option. Maybe they want to do that. That doesn't really sound like simplifying the offense. Right? So much. That's what I'm hearing. And it's like, why not just go back to... Mac could pick up on our, the offense we were running. That was the whole point. He good last year because he knew Josh, he figured out Josh McDaniel's offense. You want to just draw that back a little bit for the receivers. What's the problem? Maybe there's no one there that can coach Josh McDaniel's offense. Ugh. I think that's a fact. <laughs> and, uh, you know. There's got to be someone there that can his offense. It's not like he was a whiz. I mean, he was really good, but other people had coached it before. Like who? I, Bill O'Brien? Like there, there were many times where I said, I don't like what we're doing here under Josh McDaniels, you know? And, you know, switching the offense and switching all these schemes, it's only as good as your personnel. You know, you got to have the right personnel to pull off zone blocking. And, and I just don't know if that's the case. I mean, Trent Brown, he's not a zone blocking. I, I, I don't understand, you know? So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see this next game. We've, we've talked about the offense a lot, but I'm most excited to see Barmore year two. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, Definitely. that's a good one. Yeah. We have a lot to look forward to. We're going we're gonna to have way more to talk about once we actually see these guys ver- versus writing, reading articles of, you know, it's like people sec- watching. Yeah. Oh, it's God, right. Se- secondary reports. We want, we want some primary knowledge from watching them play on Friday night. So that, that's what I'm looking forward to. A couple other notes around the league, few things flying around, uh, the Jets. Jets are in tough shape injury-wise. Mekhi Becton just underwent knee surgery, officially placed on IR. He's out for the year. Their, their version Ooh. of Trent Brown in his early 20s. And then Zach Wilson goes in for a knee procedure. All, all signs point to it being just fine and uh, 
given that it's a minor procedure. So he's probably going to be back in like a month. But yeah, little nail biting for the Jets fans out there. Yeah, he'll probably be out soon too with no Beckton there. I mean, who else is on the offensive line? Is it? I know they got that guard a couple. Was it Vera Tucker? Elijah Vera Tucker? Did they? Yep. Yep, they got him in the first round, kid out of USC. They have George Fant. George Fant Mm -hmm. is going to have to move over to left tackle. They signed a a couple other guards. Okay. Sucks to be the Jets as usual. Typical. (laughs) In a hard division these days, too. It's not like they can go beat up on Dolphins or the Bills anymore. Yeah, good thing they they drafted a cornerback top five because their team was just a cornerback away. Right. They really needed that. I can't even. I can't even hate. You know, that's, <laughs> I know. You know. I know. I, I, I didn't want to root against them. That's really where this all comes from. It's because I wanted to root for Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's he's a player, man. I mean, looking around the league, there's been a couple other big injuries, right? You have notes on that? I, I, I didn't write anything down, but I'm... I've really been paying attention myself. No, I mean, Kyler Murray continues to be an enigma, and he's not going to play in this next preseason game after he was calling plays in the previous preseason game. Because Cliff Kingsbury was like, hey, look how hard my life is. You, you live it for a quarter. Uh, other things coming out. Jimmy G has been cleared to seek a trade from what I've read. And nothing's happened yet. But with this Jets scenario playing out, obviously with Deshaun Watson scenario playing out in Cleveland, the Seahawks remain a possibility in my mind. If he gets cut, he would never get traded there. Um Jimmy G landing somewhere. I mean, he's a top 20 quarterback in the NFL. He could help somebody. He could. I don't know what the fuck. Trey Lance. Oh. I, I just haven't seen anything from Trey Lance that makes me think he's going to be a winning quarterback this year. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I haven't. Yeah. You, there's nothing on tape to, to indicate that you're going to move on from Jimmy and put Trey Lance in and you're going to you're going to be the same team. Right. I. This guy took Jimmy G took that 49ers team to the final four last year. Beat yeah. Green Bay in Green Bay. Obviously, they put up a ton of points, but gets hurt. There's some different things, but like, holy crap! I don't. uh, Who would he go to? Who's in Atlanta? Well, I just named those two. Atlanta makes no. I think Atlanta's tanking. Who is Atlanta? It's Mariota. Yeah, I think they're tanking. You think the Seahawks and who was the other one you said again? This I had said the Browns and the Jets. I don't think he's going to the Browns. I think they've fucking tied their rope to Deshaun Watson, and they're going straight down to the bottom with it. Well, he's Oof. out for a minimum of six games. Which is, uh, yeah, we talked about that. Roger Goodell Crazy. wants more than a year now. Who do they have? Uh, Brissett. They got Jacoby be. Brissett, and yeah. he played plenty in Miami. We've seen him in Indianapolis again. He's fine. He's definitely not as good as Jimmy G. No. Wow. I wonder what's going to happen. So, are they just? did you say it already? Are they just going to cut him, or are they? They're trying to trade him, but... There's what no, is going to happen if nobody, everyone's like, well, screw you? There's no leverage. There's no leverage. The, the only right. reason to trade for him is if he agrees to take less money, and then it's basically like moving to the front of the free agency line. It's like if, if there was waiver right. wire, like in a, in a fantasy football league. You then, right. now you're at the top of the waiver wire line. So they're just going to cut him if they have to. They're going to have to cut him. They can't carry him cap-wise? They can they're carry in- him cap-wise because he's on the team right now. I mean, he's, he's able to be carried. But right. because he is a vested veteran... As soon as he's on the final roster, going into the first day of the league year, guaranteed, guaranteed, fully guaranteed. So you, it's twenty million. You can't can't just give twenty million dollars and and then also he's hanging over Trey Lance's head the whole time. You're trying to give this kid confidence, and it's like, oh yeah, remember that quarterback that's led this team for five years and had tons of success? Yeah, he's still here. 
Did he, uh, has anyone heard anything? Nope. Let's take a look. Let's yeah. see how Trey Lance is doing according to Google. You do Did you some... guys watch the um, NFL 100? No, but I saw Mac Jones made the list. That's pretty good. I did see that. I saw Judon was like 52. I did see something that was really puzzling to me. Jalen Waddle, 63. What? I like Jalen Waddle, but what? Yeah. 63 and what? 63 of the top 100 NFL players. Yeah. Wow. You see Waddle. Mac made 80-something? We just said that. Yeah. Try to keep up here, James. Do one thing at a time. I know. Well, I'm looking for this. Apparently, he had a great first game. Of five five passes. Everybody was... in that Kyle Shanahan, West Coast, script the first 10 plays. They all look great right the off the bat. Plays. Literally. Yeah. Always. They all look great right off the bat. And that's what they said. He had five plays. He killed it. Yeah. Exactly. Get the kid's confidence up. I think he's like 20, 21, 22 years old. He was super young. Get his confidence up. They're going to have to get Jimmy G out of that building keep his confidence high. But... Yeah. uh as far as Jalen Waddle goes, I think he set the rookie record for receptions. At, broke Anquan Bolden's record. Helps to have 17 yeah. games, but also he averaged just under 10 yards per catch. I mean, very, very short passes. That type he's of a, he's, an, he's a nice looking player. Oh, I also heard uh, John Meshi the third has his cancer. So oh, I, yeah. hope, I hope that, you know, he's okay. And I know a lot of Patriots fans wanted to wanted to draft him. Yeah, yeah. Receiver out of Alabama. Yeah, I think yep. he went to the Texans. That is a bummer way to bring things down. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the other thing, I saw C.D. Lamb was like 96. And I'm just looking at it, I'm like... Jaylen, what? Yeah, C.D. Lamb was in the 90s. And Jalen Waddle's 63. I'm sorry. C. I don't Lamb, agree with that. Yeah, C.D. Lamb should... You could switch those. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, looking around the league, there hasn't been a ton of... Uh, Injuries, people out for the season, but... Any uh, surprise cuts anyone knows about? Not yet. It's super early. Not yet. It's pretty early. Yeah. So. It'll come. It'll come. So far, yeah, we just passed the 85-man cut down. Used to be in the old days, it was 75-man cut down, so there were a lot more people leaving at this point. Um, yeah, it's like 85, 80, and then does it go down to 61, then what? There might, it might not be somebody, another cut down until, six, uh, until 53. I can't believe they have an expanded roster to like 56 or something right now. What's the 53? I have no yeah. idea. I don't know why that's a special number. It's like with COVID, you would have thought they would it's called an even 60. We're good. Yeah, Hopefully. it's outdated. It's outdated. The 53 is outdated. I mean, they have a couple more guys on your team, right? Yeah, the amount of injuries and substitutions teams make, I think 53 is something that needs to be expanded. You know, you look around other sports and, and they're – you know, English Premier League's using five subs now instead of three, and it's just like the way it is now. You, you need more guys, and there's right. plenty of guys that deserve a job. It's good for it's good for business, you know. It's good for business, and it's low pay grade. You know, those guys are making considerably less than everybody else. So absolutely, yeah. So here here we are in the middle of August. Uh, we still got two preseason games to look forward to. We'll see how much the starters play in games two and three. Uh, preferably a lot in two. I'd like to see him again in three. Um, but then, yeah, then we'll, we'll be on to the season in not too long. It's right around the corner. College football starting in like a week and a half. Tremendous. I mean, wow. yeah. it's happening again. I understand the days are getting shorter, <laughs> but also the TV watching is getting better and better. Yeah, there's been a lull here. It sucks. F1 yeah, no even, sports. F1's even taking a month off. is like fucking nothing on TV. Uh, Premier League's the only thing going right now that's interesting to me. No doubt. Yeah, it's been rough. Okay, I think we covered it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. 
Enjoy the Patriots preseason game two. We will be back soon to break that down and look forward to who's going to make the roster, what are the closest calls, and who are we most excited to see in this upcoming 2022 season. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, We'll talk soon. Sounds good. See ya. Adios.